This audio sermon is brought to you by the House of Intercessory Prayer Ministries. For more information, please visit www.hipm.org. We have been you know, doing a series of studies on nothing but prayer. And we have been discussing what prayer can offer to us. If you remember, first week... We saw prayer can open the doors of heaven. Second week, we talked about prayer shutting the doors of hell. Third week, we understood how prayer changes things around us. You know, on the other day, I came across, someone said that prayer doesn't change things, God changes things. Right? Hopefully you are in the right direction. When you say prayer changes things, we pray and God changes things around us. Then we talked about prayer releases God's power. And last week if you realize, we spent some time to understand prayer, how prayer reveals God's plan in our lives. And we studied that well from the life of Elijah. As Elijah spent that night in that cave all alone, We believe that he was praying. Experience of being alone in God's presence leads us, helps us to pray. And as we pray more, God reveals things in our lives. And if you remember, Elijah was so dull and so desperate and he was kind of depressed and he was just lying down under the tree and God sent an angel to wake him up and the angel of God came here, came to him and the second time also and fed him. And word of God says, he took that food of the angel, from the angel, and 40 days, for day and night, he went on a travel, 40 days without having any food, he went on a travel to reach the place where he was. You know, he was on fasting. Of course, he was praying when he was fasting. Elijah was a man of prayer. And as he was praying, God started revealing so many things in his life. You know, a child of God, we talked about this. A child of God, even though he or she is discouraged, depressed, and downtrodden, if still found fasting and praying, God constantly follows with him and reveals his plan and sets him on track again to run for another mile. We know this from the life of Elijah, the prophet, in 1 Kings chapter 19. This is my quotes. I can read that again for you. A child of God, even though he or she is discouraged, depressed and downtrodden, if still found fasting and praying, God constantly follows with him and reveals his plan and sets him on track again to run for another mile. We know this from the life of Elijah, the prophet, in 1 Kings chapter 19. As Elijah prayed, now God's specific instruction is coming to Elijah. We are talking, we were talking about prayer revealing God's plan. And God told him, you are going, you return on your way to Damascus. Go and do three things. Anoint King Hazael as a king over Syria. Anoint King Jehu as a king over Israel. And anoint Elijah as a son, uh, the son of Shepheth. Uh, in your place as a prophet the revelation of God came to him at the time when he was totally totally discouraged prayer 
reveals God's plan in our lives. And today we are going to see yet another blessing that prayer can bring in our lives is prayer brings victory. Prayer brings victory. Prayer brings victory in our life. Prayer not only opens the doors of heaven. Prayer not only closes the doors of hell. Prayer not only changes things around us. Prayer not only reveals God's plan. Prayer not only releases God's power. Prayer also brings victory. How many of you believe that? Prayer brings victory. Amen? Prayer brings victory in our lives. You know, victory is something that all of us desire. How many of us want to be defeated? Any of you? No, right? We all need victory in everything that we do. You know, it may be, it may be, you know, sometime the examination, it may be in our job situation, we want to excel, we want to come first, always, you know, that, that's how we teach our children, you know, I want you to be the best, I want you to come up in your life, I want you to, you know, come up, we give some moral examples and tell them, see, look at that man, he was, you know, he went through, he did put so much of hard effort in his life, and today see how God blessed him. So, you know, we set some examples our children of the victors. Nobody would like to set an example of the one who is defeated and you know nobody would like to set him as an example we want to see victory in our habits you know some of the habits that we couldn't get away with we want to see victory in those habits we want to see victory in our family situations how many of us are praying lord help me to come out of the thing what i am going through in our lives and today god is telling you and me prayer brings victory in our lives you know, sometimes we have health issues that we have been dealing with for many days. And we are waiting for the day. Lord, when the doctor is going to say, you are alright. You don't need any medication, you are alright. We need victory in every aspect. We need victory in our job situation. We need victory when we move from one place to another place. We want to see things happening the way we want or according to the will of God. You know, regardless of the issue what we are dealing with, victory is inevitable. Victory is the goal for you and for me today as we live on this earth. In the spiritual realm, if you think about Prayer is the key to unlock this victory in many of our lives. Today we are just going to narrow it down by looking at one man that you know who found victory in his life through prayer. Let's turn our Bible to 2 Chronicles chapter 20. 2 Chronicles chapter 20. This is a story we are going to see there in this section, in this portion of the scripture. We see Jehoshaphat was a king over Israel at that point of time. And if you can read some of the scriptures there, let's read verse 1 and 2. It happened after this that the people of Moab with the people of Ammon and others with them besides the Ammonites came to battle against Jehoshaphat. Then some came and told Jehoshaphat, saying, A great multitude is coming against you from beyond the sea, from Syria, and they are in Hazazan, Tamar, which is NKD. And Jehoshaphat feared, verse 3 says, he got afraid and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. 
you know have you noticed that God has been talking to us last few days about fasting and prayer and warfare and battlefield you know it is all needed God knows the Spirit of God knows what we are in today and what we need today you know that's how he deals with us and he's here we see a man of God who's calling upon the name of the Lord who's getting into a time of prayer in his life he's getting into a time of prayer he started seeking the Lord and he's proclaimed a fast throughout all Judea the situation of Jehoshaphat you know after before he started praying is what we read just now but the situation of Jehoshaphat after he made that prayer and fasting we can turn to verse 30 in the same chapter word of God says then the realm of Jehoshaphat was quiet for his God gave him rest all around there was no more war in his life prayer brings victory we are talking about prayer bringing victory in our lives Jehoshaphat and the people of Judah found victory through prayer prayer bringing victory in our lives now before dealing with this text you know I would like to make few observations as we go further into the scriptures let's let's make the first observation that we can find in verse 3 the first key to finding victory is what is seen in verse 3 look at verse 3 verse 3 says and Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout all Judea Jehoshaphat and his people they were in great trouble on the day now they were surrounded by their enemies and immediately the moment they have he has seen that enemies are coming over to attack him you know what he did immediately he went to God in prayer you know they made prayer as the priority do you know when we make prayer as a priority when not when everything is going well not when I am healthy not when my child is doing good not when you know my, my, my parents are you know happy we make prayer as a priority when things are not going well I remember the those days you know just one year since my dad passed away I, we, we used to remember that every day that, that that time of this year last year you know the kind of cry and the kind of prayer which was going on even though at point, some point of time we knew very well that he is not going to leave but then you know we were just waiting upon the Lord to comfort us you know some of us you some of you know what I'm talking about right so you know the, the, we are in great need we keep prayer as the priority and the rest are all follow later when we are in desperate situation a man of God here Jehoshaphat he was in such a desperate situation that he will be totally destroyed by this enemy and he made prayer as the priority but of course God doesn't want us to do it God is asking us to keep prayer as the priority every time when even when things are going well you know if you are going to find victory in prayer it must be our number one priority in our lives it should not be the kind of last resort you know sometimes all we try to do is we try to do various things we come out with our own ideas we come out with our own alternate plans and we try everything and prayer will be the last resort if nothing works we come to God in prayer and say Lord there is no other hope you are my hope but instead if you can do that well in advance you know God can do great things this man of God 
The moment he realized that the enemies are coming against him and he knew very well victory can come only by prayer and he came running to God. That's an observation we make in verse 3. Let's move further. Let's go to verse 12. In verse 12, he's trying to find his situation, his position where he is in. Second Chronicles 20, 12. And he says, O oh, our God, will you not judge them? For we have no power against this great multitude that is coming against us. Nor do we know what to do by our eyes are upon you. He was praying from verse 3 to verse 12. Some of the specific prayers he is making, we can see that in verse 6, he said, Oh Lord God, yesterday we talked about, you know, how do we approach the throne of God in prayer? Exactly, he is doing the same thing. Oh Lord God, our fathers, of our fathers, are you not God in heaven? See the way he is approaching God. And do you not rule over all the kingdoms of the nations? And in your hand is there not power and might? So that no one is able to withstand you? Are you not our God who drew out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel and gave it to the descendants of Abraham, your friend forever? And they dwell in it and have built you a sanctuary in it for your name, saying, If disaster comes upon us, sword, judgment, pestilence, or famine, we will stand before this temple and in your presence and cry out to you in our affliction, and you will hear and save. You know, that's the kind of prayer he's making. Are you not the God you promised that you will do this for me? Are you not the God you gave, you brought the children of Israel out of Egypt? He was reminding those things to God and telling God, you are such an awesome God. You know, when we approach the throne of grace, God wants us to remember what he has done in the past to somebody else and to our own lives. He is such a God. He is the same God. He is an unchanging God. He is the same as today and today and he is the same forever. He is such an awesome God. And now he, he comes to an understanding and he cries out in verse 12, Oh God, we will not... Will you not judge them? For we have no power against this great multitude that is coming against us. Nor do we know what to do. But our eyes are upon you. The second key to unlock the victory in our lives. We need to come in surrender to God. To say we have no power against this great multitude. Lord, I don't have any power in me. I don't have any more strength in me to handle the situation. God cannot help an arrogant person. Do you know that? God cannot help you know, people who are self-sufficient. Who think that you know, they have everything. They can do things by their own. God cannot help. God can help the moment we seek after his help. Bible says God resists the proud. But he gives grace to the humble. Even Jesus talked about humility. Even in the Sermon on the Mount, when he, you know, when he opened his mouth to come out that such a beautiful beatitudes, you know, out of the out of the eight, nine, eight beatitudes, he said, three beatitudes, he said, 
Number one, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. What does it mean? Blessed are the poor. Blessed are those who mourn. Blessed are the meek, those who humble themselves. You know, God can lift them up. Here we see the man of God coming in front of God. And he's saying that. He's not questioning God. He's not saying, Lord, you are such a God. Why can't you deliver me from this situation? He's saying that, Lord, I know that you are such a God. But I know about you, what you can do. I know your power. But same time, I also know my inability. You know, that's what God expects in us. That's what God expects in us. The moment he says... You know, we see things are turned, taking a turn there. Things are taking a turn over there. Let's get into the third key that opens up victory in our lives. It's again in the same verse, at the end of this verse. He says, our eyes are upon you. The third key to open victory in our lives, to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. To keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. You know, victory requires... That God be our focus, not our situation, not the things around us. Victory requires God be our focus. God is telling us this morning, whatever areas that we are waiting for victory in our lives. And God is asking us to tell, God is asking us to fix our eyes upon Jesus. To fix our eyes upon Jesus. Let's move to the fourth key that opens up victory in our lives. Let's read verse 17. You will not need to fight in this battle. God is encouraging him now. God is encouraging him now. And God is telling him, you will not fight in this battle. Position yourselves. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord who is with you. O Judah and Jerusalem, do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord is with you. The fourth, the, the, the fourth key to unlock victory in our lives is to position ourselves and stand still, still and see the salvation of the Lord. And he is telling us this morning, do not get discouraged. Do not be dismayed. You will go out and see the blessing of God. The victory that God brings in our lives. I know it means different things for us, each one of us. The area where we are seeking out for victory. And today God is telling us, all that we need to do is just position ourselves. What does it mean, position ourselves? Set things right. Some of us are here. God is asking us to position ourselves in the right way. Some of us are somewhere else in our relationship with the Lord. God is asking us to bring those relationships back, back and put it in line with God. Some of us are, you know, lost ourselves into those things that we see around. There are so many things happening around. You know, at times we get worried about things happening in somebody else's lives. Lord, He's such a man of God. Why things have to happen in this way in his life? We, we even question God by seeing all those things happening. But you know, God is telling us, position yourself. Position yourself. I don't even know what it means to you, but I know what it means to me today. But the same way I hope you know what it means to you today. Position yourself. God is asking us to position ourselves in those areas, you know, where God is asking us to reposition ourselves. God was telling Jehoshaphat, 
position yourself position yourself and what we need to do stand still position yourself and stand still and what do we see tomorrow you go out and see the great thing that Lord God does for you sometimes things won't happen today it may happen tomorrow but God wants you to position yourself in the right way you know sometimes God brings certain things in our lives because not we are not not that we are positioned in the right direction God is turning us towards the right direction towards him look into him keep our eyes fixed upon him God does things and he says stay, stay there be still there and you see tomorrow things will happen in your life I don't know what the Spirit of God is telling you this morning but just receive from him as long as he speaks to you this morning position ourselves the fifth key to gain victory through prayer is to stand still or in another other words relax and trust God relax and trust God position yourself and relax and trust in God I really like the phrase stand still and see the salvation of the Lord the moment we realize we are helpless our help can come only from God I don't have an answer to this problem in my life I don't know how things are going to settle back in my life all that we need to do is fix our eyes upon Jesus and we need to set things right what God wants to set things right in the right in our lives and relax in his presence because you already told that you don't have strength now you are positioning yourself and again you are trying to do things by your own because you already told God Lord I don't have strength I don't have strength you need to do it but now the moment we get some comfort we are again saying that oh why don't make I make a try again things looks like things are working out you know quite often we fall into that trap and God is telling us just relax trust in God that's what it means stand still and see the salvation of God means you don't need to do anything you don't need to take any effort from your side being said that that doesn't really mean that we take the right steps right direction as the Lord is pointing out and leading us you know sometimes we take this misunderstand the scripture and we think God is asking me to be still I just sit at one chair I will never get up until I see the miracle it's not going to happen right once God positions ourselves and there are God will work and bring things in our way just enter and do it the way the children of Israel every time when they encountered victory the moment things are set right God will say go you know, that's the time they just march forward and they take the victory they possess the land God said the same thing when they were walking around Jericho that's another example it was an example for praise and worship as they were praising and worship the, 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 Jericho, the, the, the Jericho tower fell down completely totally and collapsed that's another victory they gained but here we see Jehoshaphat is gaining victory step by step as he you know submitted himself totally into prayer Dr. R.G. Lee he said if you trust in administration you will get what administration can do for you if you trust in hard work you will get what hard work can do for you if you trust in your sparkling personality thank God we don't have that you will get what personality can bring to you if you trust in prayer you get what God can do to you which one we need 
Do we need what the administration can bring us? Do we need what the hard work can bring us? Do we need what our abilities can bring us? Or do we need what God can bring into our lives? As long as we pray and trust Him, God can bring things. One of the modern heroes of faith is George Muller. George Muller, he started many orphanages without even having enough fund with him. He just simply trusted for God to work in his life for a miracle. There are many occasions, you know, he received the blessing of God by his faith. On one particular occasion, he was miraculously blessed, he and his orphanage. One point of time, the children in the orphanage, they had no food to eat. But he called all the orphanage children and asked them to sit on the table with their empty plate in their hands. And he told, he told start praying. Just pray and wait for a miracle from God. He didn't have enough any food in with him to feed them. But all these little poor children, you know, they just, with their innocent you know, voice, they started praying to God. Lord, help me. They all crying out to God. A truck which was carrying milk and food, it was just crossing the street where this orphanage was. And as the truck was crossing the street, that truck suddenly had broken down and it couldn't move further. And they were worried about the amount of milk the truck was carrying and the amount of food the truck was carrying. And they just turned and looked at us. There is a board that says it's an orphanage. And they downloaded all the milk and the food from the truck into this orphanage. You know, instead of that getting spoiled and getting wasted. And all the children, by the time they opened their eyes, they had food in front of them. He was such a man of faith, man of prayer. We are talking about prayer bringing victories in our lives. The sixth key that brings victory in our life is found in 21 verse 21. And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed those who should sing to the Lord and who should praise the beauty of holiness as they went out before the army and were saying, Praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. The sixth key that opens up victory in our life in, as we pray is to sing praises to God. To sing praises to God. To set up choir. You know, that's why we have choir in the churches. To set up choir. He set up the choir in front of the army and asked the choir to move forward. And that as they were approaching, you know the, how the victory came? Just all of a sudden, without any effort. Let's read verse 22. Now when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambush, ambushes against the people of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, who had come against Judah, and they were defeated. You know how the victory took place? They started killing each other. The enemies, they started fighting with each other. They started killing each other. And that's the time of victory. Prayer brings victory in our lives. We don't need to worry about how the victory is going to come. That's the part of the Lord. God is going to handle that. All that we need to do is, we need to you know, follow these keys and make things open one by one. Use these keys and open the victories one by one. And you will see the end result as the Lord brings it on our way. What was the result of Jehoshaphat's prayer? 
Let's turn, look at verse 22. They killed each other. The enemies killed each other. Verse 26 says, And on the fourth day, on the fourth day of the victory, they assembled in the valley of Beraka. For there they blessed the Lord. Therefore the name of that place was called the valley of Beraka until this day. As a result of the victory, there was a blessing. There was a gathering and giving thanks to God. Let's read verse 27. Then they turned every man of Judah and Jerusalem with Jehoshaphat in, the, in front of them to go back to Jerusalem with joy. For the Lord had made them rejoice over their enemies. You know, when we use prayer as a weapon to bring victory in our lives, it results in victory obviously and the victory comes along with great rejoicing. Do you expect those days of rejoicing in your life? Do you expect those days of rejoicing? Verse 29 says, another benefit of the victory is great fear of God came upon the land. You know, when we see, when people see around us, see great things happening in our families, they will start trusting God. You don't know how many souls will believe the things of God happening in our families and they decide to follow God because they see God in our family. Things happening in our families and God Almighty does that. Fear of God came upon the land. Verse 30 says, finally, then the realm of Jehoshaphat was quiet for his God gave him rest all around. Prayer, when prayer brings victory, it also brings great joy, blessing and rest for us. Don't you wait for those days of rest in your life? Don't you expect those days of rest in our lives? And this morning, as we close in prayer, Lord is telling us, all that we need to do is to pray. Because prayer brings victory in our lives. Let's close our eyes. God has spoken to us. For me, it was a word of encouragement today. For me, it was a word of hope today. For me, it was, a, it was an assurance that things are not going to be the same way that I see today. I am sure it is an encouragement in those areas you are dealing with today. And God is telling, according to the scripture, God is telling us this morning, all that you need to do is pray and realize your inability to achieve by your own strength. Fix your eyes upon the Lord and you stand, you position yourself, bring those corrections in our lives, what God wants us to make, God wants us to correct. And God is telling us to stand still. Don't do anything. You just stand still. As the Lord opens up the door, just enter into that by faith. And as we walk further into that, we will reach a place where we will see the blessing of God. We don't even know how that comes on our way. Have we, have, Jehoshaphat would never have expected in his life that they are going to kill each other. That's a, probably the least thing he could have, think, he could have you know, thought of. But then, God worked in that way. God worked in a miraculous way. It's the same way God is going to work in our life too. He's the same God. He's the God of Jehoshaphat. He's the same God today. And when such thing happens in our lives, we are going to gather again together in, 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 in again and Rebecca, in, in, in particular place, in that valley and we are going to thank God for what he has done. 
We are going to bless his name for what he has done. And that's going to bring great rejoicing in our lives. And that's going to bring great rest that we have never seen in our lives to our families and to our rest. And this morning, God is again reminding us, prayer brings victory in our lives. Can we, as we listen to these sermons, the question that we need to ask God, do I see any increase in my prayer? Or even after listening all these things, I just feel happy. I just feel blessed every time when I hear it. I just, I get encouraged in my spirit. I get goosebumps at times. And what, what really happens to our prayer life? If after all these teachings, if we don't see any increase in our prayer, or if we don't see any quality improvements in our prayer, it's all a waste of time. It's a waste of effort. But shall we ask God, Lord, help me. Not just be a hearer of the word. Lord, help me to be the doer of the word, O God, this morning. As God puts the thought in your mind, just do not leave that here. Just take it with you and apply it in your life and see the victory that God brings on our way. Hope you are blessed by this teaching. Please write to Pastor Balan Swami Nathan at balan at hipm.org. God bless you.